What do you do when a client goes rogue? As in, they turn over to the dark side. Maybe they're upset, like upset with your product, they didn't feel like you sold them on something that was legitimate, or they're just not able to get the full use of what they expected it to be. How do you turn that situation around, get them back over to the light side, and have them become one of your greatest advocates? I had this situation happen to me recently, and I had to go through and follow a couple of the different steps, and I documented what I did, because what happened on the following Monday is he gave me a call and said, hey, I've got some referrals for you, and I'm excited to send them your way. I think you, we can do some great work. So um, here's what I want to share with you today is how I did that. Let's get into it. Welcome to Conversion Marketing Radio, uncovering the secrets of how to convert your dream clients into paying customers. If you're here to learn about maximizing conversions for your business without wasting money on vanity results, consider subscribing to this podcast. And now, here's your host, Ben Wilson. Awesome. I love that intro. Still freaking bang out to it. I love it. Um, but I kind of want to change it. I'll be honest with you. I think I want to change the intro of the podcast because uh, I don't know. What are your thoughts? Do you think I should change it? Are you liking it? Do you feel like it's catchy? Is it good? Does it kind of share like what to expect? Um, I'd love to hear it. Uh, in fact, go add me on Facebook. If you don't follow me on Facebook, actually, I scratch that. I've been on Instagram and loving it. It is, uh, it's been my jam lately. So um, if you don't follow me on Instagram, I would love to follow you back. Uh, come follow me, Ben Double L Wilson. And it's, I legitimately put in Ben two L's Wilson with also two L's. So B-E-N-L-L-W-I-L-L-S-O-N. Uh, that way you'll remember two L's in Wilson because I put it in there twice. <laughs> follow me and I'll follow you back. Let me know that you came from the show and I will definitely do so. Um, anyway, so let me share with you what happened. So I had a client and he's been an amazing guy. He's literally he's like, he's been one of our greatest advocates. But what happened is all of a sudden one day, I just got this unannounced phone call and he said, hey, these, these leads aren't working. And I was like, wait, what? Like, you've never said any of this before. Like, you've been loving what we've been sending you and we've been clarifying our message and what it, what it entirely means so that we can improve the quality of these leads, right? And uh, each one of these leads is worth anywhere between like four to uh, $12,000. And uh, essentially we pay for our own services in about five days. Uh, if you come join our, our work, we pay for ourselves in the first five days for the entire year. So basically if you don't get anything else for the, the rest of the year, uh, from what we've sent you in the first five days, um, boy, like everything else is profit after that. Um, and that's, uh, that's a whole separate business. Um, but anyways, so what he did is he said, um, he kind of dropped it on me and he's like, you know, some of these people aren't showing up. And so I started asking more questions, trying to figure out what he said. Now I'm sure you've been in the situation yourself. If you've ever, if you sell products or you're doing marketing, there's going to be upset people. And, uh, I was trying to trying to be logical about this. So uh, here's some of the things that I was doing to try to figure out exactly what I did. So, uh, the first is I started, um, I, I validated his frustration. Just like any other relationship, I was like, you know what, that's frustrating and I, I understand where you're coming from. Obviously, I'd be frustrated too if these, uh, these were my expectations and this was the outcome, right? And so that kind of calmed him down right away is he just, he felt like I was still there on his side. And instead of 
kind of arguing over it. I learned from a, a good mentor, help the person get onto your side of the table or go onto their side of the table and look at the problem together. This is helpful in all relationships, like not just in your business. Like if you were dating or married or anything like that, try it out. See if that works the next time you get in an argument. Look at the problem itself and get on that person's side or help them to get onto your side of it. If it's not working, definitely be humble enough, go onto their side and look at the problem together. The next part is how to, how to draw the line where you are taking responsibility for things that should actually be on the client's side of responsibility. As in like they're just blaming you for the problems um, and, and instead of arguing back at them saying, no, 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 like this isn't me, this is you, right? Um, you gotta think logically and in fact, Build up your case kind of like a lawyer would. I don't know if you guys have ever seen the show Suits. I was addicted to that show and just blazed through all the seasons in like a couple of weeks. It was, uh, was kind of bad. Um, but I loved it because it showed how lawyers build cases of like evidence, right? And it's not the evidence side. And you're not trying to... You're not always trying to just create the full argument, but definitely creating like what what are the like actual evidence-based things, right? This is the logic side of it. Remove the emotion at that point, especially from yourself. If you can help them remove the emotion, that's even better, right? That's helping uh, to, to look at the problem together. Now, what I did is I started asking uh, questions of what was happening after we were sending them the leads, right? And he was starting to, he, he told me his process. And I was like, there's gotta be, there's a couple of these gaps that's not happening because what's, what's happening on our end is we're gathering all these pieces of information. In fact, we've got like 18 points of information that we're able to gather and all that happens before it ever gets sent over to the client side, right? Now on their end, that's where I, was, I started trying to figure out like, well, what's happening? Let's see if I can help their situation. Although this isn't my, my job, um, I need to help them understand what to do with these leads, right? Like how to be a better salesman on their end, even though their entire industry is full of non-salesman people. Um, so what I started to do is, as I asked them, well, what's happening? Are you, are you calling the person on the very first go around? And then are you sending a text message before the, the time of the appointments? How many text messages are you sending? How many emails, additional emails, other than uh, what we send them initially to get them to sign up? Um, and this is where the question started to, to come out it was, or like started, sorry, this is where the blame that he initially had on, uh, for our business started to be more accountable on his end because he started to see where the flaws were happening and it was no longer what we were sending him, but more on his, on his responsibility or his, his side. Um, now there were things that I said, you know what, let's see what we can do on our side to improve the quality of what we're doing. Um, although we haven't done what I suggested to this client for other clients, um, it was a way that he saw that I really cared about his business. Now, this was me trying to go above and beyond and do additional things that even though weren't part of the initial expectations, what we had sold on uh, for our monthly services or anything else like that, um, but it was a way that he was able to see, you know what, this is, uh, he's, he's, these guys are helping me out. Um, and you know what, all it took was actually about 10 minutes of my time uh, to go and set up what it was. He, he figured um, he needed more uh, organic searching. And uh, I hate SEO, but I do believe that having your address located on a Google Maps is important. Um, to him, that's what, that was important, and he wasn't quite sure who else was going to do it, even though that's not what we do uh, whatsoever. Uh, it, it took five minutes, right? So I gave him a text, or I shot him a text later that night saying, hey, you know what, I just did that, and, um, and here's, here's some of the other changes that I've made 
which were these tiny, tiny, tiny little tweaks. But to him, it said, you know what? I care enough about your business and I care enough about you being a, a client of ours that I'm going to make these changes because it's, it means something to you. Now, there wasn't too much of a change, but it was important that he understood we cared, right? Um, now, literally <laughs> three days later, because this happened on a Friday, uh, the following Monday, I get a phone call and he says, hey, uh, he always calls me King Benjamin when he's happy and uh, just Ben when he's not happy. So he's like, King Benjamin, um, which I was confused because our last conversation, he just reamed me. <laughs> and uh, I, I was, you know, I was kind of confused. Why is, why is he so happy? And he goes, you know what? I just got off the phone with these guys um, out in, in California. And, uh, and they're wondering, what is it that you guys are doing? Because they've never heard of it before, especially in this industry. Like the numbers that you guys are, are sending uh, to my practice are you know, like he, he was just flabbergasted, right? Um, so that then took notice, right? He was, he was happy about our work now, right? And he was sharing what we had done with someone else. And uh, this whole other lead that he's sending me uh, has 10 practices and they are, he, he was selling them on our services. He was telling them, oh yeah, they do this, they do this, they do this, they do this. Um, and here are the results, right? He started sharing what we've been getting for him. So it was kind of crazy kind of seeing what the transformation or the change was over three days uh, of things that really only took me, I'd say, half an hour at most outside of the actual conversation, which uh, there were multiple conversations that day. And most of it was me just validating his, under, like his, uh, his concerns and then just being logical about the problems at hand and asking him what are things that are happening on his side, on his side without attacking him, right? So... Uh, one of the things that I also thought in, in, for future references is like, how do you, how do you prevent problems like this? And th the one way you do it is obviously define the expectations up front and multiple times. Like, uh, no one likes getting into a situation and then being surprised by what's happening. And in fact, uh, most people realize like it's, it, if you can define the expectations of what it's like and live up to those expectations, you're gonna have an amazing business. That's like just basic knowledge right there. Um, and one of the things that I realized is I needed to do better at setting the expectations for him on, uh, on exactly what to do after we sent the work, right? So he obviously knew we could deliver results and we had you know, presented case studies to him on, on what we had done for other clients. Um, but I realized looking back, it was actually more on my side of not hitting the expectations of what to do after we had like started work together because everything that I've been focusing on is, uh, is selling the product and selling the service on what we do. But a lot of the times, I think we also forget in our businesses that we need to show what to do afterwards, right? Like how do you use the product? I know uh, ClickFunnels, last year they had, they had changed up their entire system or like what happened during the onboarding process. And uh, they, Russell made a, a big event out of it. He had relaunched ClickFunnels and he had all the influencers come out and he relaunched uh, this big program to help uh, kind of push ClickFunnels to the next level. But what I really noticed is what he changed was the onboarding process. There were lots of videos that came through on the onboarding process. Uh, there were expectations of what it is and what it isn't. In fact, I don't know if you've seen this on, a Click, on the ClickFunnels website, if you've been there. Um, it's, it's kind of harder to find because obviously it's a funnel. Um, but 
uh, somewhere on like the privacy page or, or the support page. I can't remember exactly which page it was, but it goes through and it lists what ClickFunnels is not, right? It says this ClickFunnels is not a get rich quick scheme. And it says like ClickFunnels is not a multi-level marketing uh, system. While it can be used for multi-level marketers, it itself is not a its own like uh, multi-level marketer, right? Um, although they have affiliate programs and that's helpful, it's if they you know they were separating what it is and what it isn't. Um, and I could be wrong on that MLM thing um, on exactly how it's worded, or but I do remember they they did define like what it isn't. And then once you get into the system. He's got a whole gamification program, you know, like you log in every single day and there's like a new email that comes and there's a new video and there's a different page and it shows you entirely how to use the product. Because if you can help someone understand what to do with it after having that, that uh, excitement of buying it, right? So that's the first part. The second part is helping them to stay uh, and see the benefit of it and continue using it. And that was the, pro or the part that I, I remembered uh, I needed to do that I hadn't necessarily done uh, very well, or I could, I could definitely do better. So over the weekend, what I've done is I, I started writing out the follow-up emails that happen after you sign up to help you onboard and like what you need, like what information you need and, uh, what kind of things can I help you after you buy the program? Like what kind of scripts can I give to your receptionist? What kind of, uh, videos can I have you watch? So that way you can write down certain stuff yourself. So when we send you the leads or we, or you start using our products and service, you know what to do with it. That was the biggest part uh, that was that really struck me, and I wanted to share that with you guys. And it's, um, you know, sometimes there's the highs that I can share on this podcast, but honestly, this was that big learning lesson of a time that was low, um, but it's still trying to follow as much as I possibly can um, on rules to to change the situation. So I wanted to share that part with you as well. Anyways, guys, that's that's essentially it. Um, Go through and start looking at your own onboarding process and figuring out what can you change to help someone after they buy your program or your service or your product. And what can they do to, to remain happy afterwards? Because it's one thing to sell, it's another thing to keep. And uh, those people that keep, or like that you can keep, can be some of your greatest advocates and can send you referrals just like this client. Anyways, I hope you enjoyed today's show. If you did and you're not subscribed to it so far, uh, go ahead and hit that subscribe button. If you got any questions for me on the show uh, that you, you're concerned to yourself or you're not quite facing, uh, you can go over to conversionmarketingradio.com. I've got a question and answer section there, and I can answer your question on the show. Uh, or if you just want to hit me up on Facebook, uh, you can find me there, Ben Wilson. Remember, two L's, and I'm one of the only ones there, especially look for the Denver, Colorado, Ben Wilson with two L's. Anyways, guys, Love chatting with you guys and uh, sharing what, what's going on here. Have a great day. If you're driving, drive safe. And always remember, just keep converting.